Hello, this is Building Solid Foundation and my name is Anita Powell. Within today's episode, I'm going to explore the topic of dyslexia and I have interviewed Anita Matu, someone who has experienced dyslexia all their life, of course, it's a disability, but who somehow taught herself how to read in her 30s and wrote a book after she could read. So I'm going to play, um, well, I've interviewed Anita, so I'm just going to play that now. And then I'm just going to explore my own dyslexia. So um, enjoy. How do you get a dyslexia assessment um, in Bedfordshire? Um, You can go through your school or you can go through privately. You can just find out on the internet. You learned to read and write when you were 35. What age were you when you wrote your first book? It was, yeah, (laughs) I wrote my first book at 38. As as soon as they told me I was dyslexic, some people were saying, oh, you won't be able to read and write, not understanding what dyslexic is. I decided to write a book. So Mm. I put an e-book all about dyslexia, the first steps on how to break the chains of dyslexia. And what are the chains of dyslexia? It's what holds you back. For each and every one of us, it's going to be very different. I mean, can you give some examples when you refer to chains? Is it psychological? Is it family? Um, What type of things can possibly have an impact on people or or be considered to be the chains? Absolutely everything. Some people won't go out. They feel stupid. They feel vulnerable. You know, they feel being exposed. Reading and writing is this day and age, we have to read and write somewhere along the the lines of our life. I mean, one of the biggest problems I find now is the impact it can have is if people can't even read their medication, are they taking their medication? It can be very disabling. I mean, I can imagine with the lockdown that we're going through, a lot of people are conducting their relationships and friendships online. And online sometimes means you have to read stuff and write stuff. I I mean, do you think that that's causing um, a problem for some people that with regards to at the moment socialising online? Absolutely. The amount of problems people are having, it's unbelievable. The stress levels, anxiety are sky high. Whereas normally, you know, you just go out, you meet people. Now, some people find it difficult to get onto a computer, find out what they're reading. Has your confidence and your self-esteem improved since being able to read or write? Absolutely. Uh, You know, I was at the stage where I thought, okay, let me know everything. I need to know everything there is about dyslexia. So, okay, I only think differently. Give me um, more information. I've gone on to... I passed all my exams at the age of 35 as well. I went back to college. I went on to doing other courses. Um, and yeah, it absolutely skyrocketed. Would you give, what advice would you give to possibly other adult learners or other adults in your situation where reading and writing, they might be able to read and write, but their level of reading and writing may, may be quite, might be quite low, um, but they're out there. Can you give them some advice? I mean, is it too late? It's never too late. What I would say is for anybody struggling with dyslexia, parents, especially we're going through homeschooling right now, children, it's never too late. 
The thing is, if you don't do it, I mean, some parents actually say, oh, my children aren't learning at school, they're dyslexic. Oh, does it really matter? I would say it absolutely matters. From personal experience, somewhere along the line, your dyslexia will catch up with you. Oh, really? So it will, it will hint. I mean, I can imagine. Well, because I'm dyslexic as well, I, I, I can relate on many levels. Because I know when I was younger, I just didn't understand things. Um, not, not, not understand from information because I'm actually good at processing information I can understand why I couldn't transfer the information my head on a day-to-day basis has about 4,000 things traveling around it but I couldn't necessarily transfer that information effectively to paper my um, ability to transfer information verbally is quite high transferring it to paper is extremely low so my verbal skills are actually quite good but it's just not the same in writing um so yeah I can definitely relate to a lot of things that you're saying and I I, it did have an impact on my confidence at school it had an impact when I went to university that's why I was tested um when I was at university because my my assignments didn't match my ability to um understand and process the information um that I was what I was dealing with. So one of the lecturers, I think, suggested that I go for a test. So yes, I can definitely relate to that. We had a conversation before and you also talked, well, I think you've also mentioned it in the interview, that there's certain professions and certain things that dyslexics do when they're older. Um, so they go into certain careers, they should avoid certain careers. Could, could you just repeat some of that information, please? Yeah, sure. I mean, what it is, I think most of them, being dyslexic, we're creative. So a lot of hairdressers are dyslexic because they can see the creation before they've created it. And, you know, that's a perfect example. Photography, the arts, all of the things that are encourage you to be creative, you can guarantee more or less somebody is dyslexic. Oh, really? Okay. And what professions should dyslexics avoid? <laughs> Um, I don't think there's really any profession they need to avoid. What they need to do is make sure they've got the support to achieve it. Um, if you know, if you don't get the support, you're going to really struggle. That's what I'd say. What support skills or support services are there for an adult dyslexic to help them um, do the job or whatever they're doing? Currently, there is a lot of um, dyslexic help in the workplace. So don't be shy to tell your employers, your team members, and they will help you. Um, I mean, the thing is, you can't really avoid things. The whole point is embrace them and move forward. Get the help you need. Um, And are there software, I mean, in a workplace, are there software packages and and things like that that people can use to help them and then dictation um, um, apps and things like that? that? Does that all help? Absolutely. You can get several different types of software and there's um, dictating, you know, you can even speak into your phone these days that, you know, there's so advanced the technology, you'll get help. I'm bringing the conversation to the here and the now. As a dyslexic coach, what do you do? I help others create the courage to be fearless because that's what I had to do. Being a dyslexic coach, mindset coach and a youth coach, I cover where you are now, where you'd like to go and what you'd like to achieve. 
by setting simple steps in. Anything is possible. You've really, you've got to embrace it and want to achieve it. And do you work with adults and children? Absolutely. I mean, I, I had a 68-year-old lady that wanted to learn how to read and write. She's been dyslexic all her life, and it wasn't until, I mean, she did cooking, and she was in her profession, and she said, I'd just like to read a recipe instead of create it myself. Well, something so simple, and she Absolutely. was in the 60s, and she hasn't been able to do. Absolutely. Not being able to read and write. There are so many barriers that, that people experience on a day-to-day basis. Definitely. You know, there are so many barriers, but they can be broken down. Don't The biggest thing I say, don't be ashamed. Don't be shy. Get mm. the help you need. Do you think people who are not dyslexic understand that dyslexia has nothing to do with intelligence? It's just, the, it's just how you process um, information. No, I think there is a lot of stigma. People do will label you stupid or you can't even read and write. I mean, it has evolved and got better over the years, but there still is a lot of stigma, definitely. Also, as you say, you 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 were is it a mind coach? Did you say mindfulness coach? Did mindset you, coach. Mindset coach. What is what is a mindset coach? It really is all about how you process the information, you know. A mindset coach is where you really look at your mindset anything is possible we're not hardwired we can change anything it's like a computer we can rewire things that are not working for us into things that are just learning different ways of doing things it really does start with the mind so is it i mean i could be totally wrong is it something similar to cbt or is it just totally totally different no i mean it could be similar it's like NLP. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Linguistic programming. Yeah. You've just got to change the way you think. So, what what activities or um, what activities have you got planned for the future with regards to your profession? I'm doing lots of workshops. I'm getting the awareness out. I've got my free book I wrote. I'm giving it out as a free ebook. I just want to make a difference and help everyone across the line, regardless whether you are dyslexic or not, is create the courage to be fearless. And the ebook, how does somebody get hold of the ebook? Is it, do they just need to follow your social media and then you, you can give them access to it? Or I mean, what do they need to do? Yes, you can follow me on social media, on all the platforms. You can go to my website, anitamatty.com. I've done a mindset book as well on there. Do you do vision boards? If I, if I remember correctly, you do vision boards. Yes, I've, I've done goal setting and vision boards. I think they're a very creative way, especially for everyone. You know, you write down your goals, so there you have, you've got them written out, and then you create the vision, which is colour, picture, and you put the two together and it's perfect. You can achieve all your goals step by step. And do you do workshops in, in, in creating um, vision boards? Absolutely. Okay. So if somebody wants to um, um, do any of your um, workshops or whatever, it's just about following your – do you have a Facebook page? Yes, I have Facebook, Instagram, 
I mean, the easiest way to get hold of me is go to my website. You'll see all my social media links and just click on the link you'd like to go. and That'll take you straight to my social media pages. That's brilliant. Well, thanks very much, Anita. Thanks for giving us information. And it's quite funny. Two Anitas, two dyslexic Anitas, kind of. That's 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 um, a comedy show right there. But um, <laughs> well, thanks Thank very much. <laughs> thanks, thanks for giving me your time. Thank you. Now, I hope you enjoyed the interview with Anita, and I really appreciated um, her telling us her journey with regards to dyslexia. I, too, am a dyslexia, and I, too, um, am called Anita. <laughs> so that was quite interesting, both of us talking about our different uh, journeys. Now, for me, I've always struggled, struggled with writing and things like that, but it was more noticeable when I went into the world of work, um, because I'm you know, I'm considered to be, my intelligence is fine. It's just that my intelligence doesn't appear to be equal in, in writing. So in, in the working world, it's quite hard. Um, I decided, ooh, in my late 20s, that I, I just went to go to university. So I went off and I went to uni and the same problems happened there. And then someone suggested a dyslexia test, which I did, and I was 100% dyslexic. But I only discovered that in the middle of my university. So I went for all the school, went for many years of working with that struggle, but no one actually said the words dyslexia to me. So as an adult, I still have dyslexia. I went for a stage of feeling really unhappy and insecure with regards to it now to take it on the chin it's just part of me i have so many strengths in other areas i don't see it as a way to hit me with a stick it's just an obstacle that i have to deal with um and i have to deal with it but i have so many strengths that i feel that i just need to accept the yin with the yang you know, you, you can't have strengths in other areas and sometimes you have weaknesses, but you shouldn't kind of beat yourself up about it. So that's how I feel with regards to uh, my dyslexia. So, um, yes, yeah, so I've had this struggle for a very long time. Um, I had an IQ test done when I had my dyslexia done, um, test done, and I'm definitely dyslexic, but my IQ was above average. So I kind of feel, you know what? That's where my strengths come into it. Um, my dyslexia, I think, has contributed to my creative thinking. I'm a creative person. And even though it's a strain, when you're dyslexic or when you have any um, disability or learning disability, you do go through levels of anxiety. Sometimes anxiety is about processing the world around you because the world around you doesn't necessarily understand disability. Um, but sometimes the anxiety is a practical one where your brain is struggling to do certain things that you're disadvantaged in and that can just cause tightness exhaustion um fear and anxiety because you feel about failing or looking stupid or not being able to complete a task or you want to make it look perfect but you haven't got the skill set to fully reach the levels you want to reach with regards to perfection you know such as writing so it can be highly frustrating it can cause loads of anxiety um and i've experienced all of these now i'm a bit older 
of all the things to struggle and be upset about and cry about, dyslexia is not on my list of things that upsets me. It's just an area that I need to be aware of and I need to educate others sometimes in the workspace that, oh, check my work because sometimes my work is a bit scary. Uh, but don't take it as meaning that the standing, standing of my written work is reflective of my mental capacity because my mental capacity way exceeds my written work. Um, and that's what I have to do. So I hope you have enjoyed it all. Um, and I'll be back next week with another podcast.